because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. Well, I have an idea. Now, Uncle Herman, why don't you take half the money, and Aunt Lily, you take the other half, and then we'll just see who can put it to the best use. Good idea. Well, hmm. all right. Oh, Herman, <laughs> we'll use your half of the money to perfect my greatest invention. This invention is a machine that will transmit electric power through the air without the use of wires. Oh. <laughs> well, you two can do what you want, but I'm going to enter a field where I have a natural aptitude. I'm going to open a beauty parlor. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining, bald and frittered episode of The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun anything of any importance, anything that might be good, entertaining, quality we say get the out because we are going to watch a 60 year old sitcom about a franchise monster and grotesque family my name is derek and i'm a monster hunter and joining me at the monster headed sectional of monsterism is the one and only shun dmc himself keith hey g shun dmc monster hunter extraordinaire uh d you stuck the landing perfectly on that one uh, i've been practicing all day mm, yeah well the and hey, that hey, other, you can tell it's been paying off. Yes. Well, the other voice you hear is the one's been feeding me lines all morning. So <laughs> get it down to mm-hmm. science. That is the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. That's right. You didn't notice Derek has a little earpiece so that I've been reading the lines <laughs> for him every time. So yes. That whole podcast. It's been pretty hard recording these episodes. Um when I have to feed Derek all his lines, but mm-hmm. somehow we make it work. Yeah. It's like the Steve Martin movie Roxanne based upon the the French story of whatever it's called. Toronto de Bergerac. Yeah, whatever it is. I just have an ungangly nose that is uh, it's so long and not fit for podcasting. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. hit, keep hitting the blocks all the audio. Time. <laughs> yep. So Terry's been feeding me lines and I've been comfortably speaking them because I just get too nervous. I think people who can't see me will know that I'm hideous to, to gaze upon. <laughs> Oh, you know, podcasting is a perfect field. Then, yeah, yeah you'd think, except for my ugliness just exudes through the airwaves. People can sense it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the, the nose keeps hitting the microphone, and it's just, mm-hmm. dung, yeah, it's, yeah, they can tell. I try to edit them out as best I can, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, 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 speaking of oh, well, here we are for another mm-hmm. episode of The Munsters. Before we can do that, how are you guys doing? I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. You know, I just I've just been sitting around thinking about monsters, things, you know, like what if I was Herman? Oh, could you imagine that if I was Herman? Oh, how funny would that be? Just walking around stomping on things. Oh. If you were Herman? Yeah. How funny would that be? That'd that be would so be cool. hilarious. Well, Terry, if I win the Mega Millions this week, we're gonna make that happen. <laughs> oh god. Oh good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yep. Nothing but years of endless painful plastic surgery to mm-hmm. realize the dream mm-hmm. of becoming a squishy headed Herman Munster. First yeah. we're gonna have to extend my legs by mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh-huh. Gonna have to inflate my feet to 
gargantuan proportions. Giant cinder block feet. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have mm-hmm. to, yeah, make my head uh, squishy with flesh on the top so that it <laughs> can fold in on itself when I get <laughs> Look, hit by it is. It's stuff. like one point two five billion. I mean, even when you get that, like you know, you take the full cash payout. It's, it's still a ton of millions of dollars. I'll have plenty. We'll get this done by the best doctors around. It'd be perfect. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, that is. So. Yeah, then I can finally die happy. No, you can definitely die <laughs> yeah. happy. I think we'll all die happy if once Terry becomes Herman Munster. Oh, but yeah. bef- before we can all die, we have to recline, <laughs> Terry. Uh, <laughs> wow. Keith mm. is going to saunter his way up to the bookshelf and grab that. Oh, God, it is so dusty. Ugh. This is the dirtiest book on earth. God, I just saw some fleas falling out of that thing. As he fleas, it up. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fleas and dirt and ticks and mites and it's crawling with centipedes and millipedes, oh, and they're all fighting one another. Crawl up Keith's shirt, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's like in uh, Temple of Doom when they go down that one, yeah. And you know, she thinks her fingernail broke, but it's really just a giant bug. There's you know, yeah. some of those on there. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing this like uh, hazmat bug suit type thing to read today. Well, anyway, Mark. dust off that tome there, Keith, because uh, it's time for the weekly journey into the world of numbers it, it's the <laughs> monster hunters almanac volume two factoid back to of the week the weird part is like everything else up here on the mantle is perfectly like pristine and yeah, sterile and, almost yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's almost too clean. It, yeah it's almost a little <laughs> creepy like somebody took all the rest of the dust everywhere and just kept throwing it on top of the book i, I think don't that know. book is like absorbing it it's like sucking yeah. it into itself it's yeah. a dust magnet full disclosure mm-hmm. i ate spaghetti off the mantle earlier today. Not, on a, <laughs> not even on a plate i just scooped the noodles on there but the side it's so yeah. clean oh mm-hmm. god yeah oh, that's explain- as a mirror when i brushed my teeth this morning <laughs> yep that explains some of the toothpaste stains and tomato sauce and mixed in with this as well okay yeah hmm. anyway i can still open up to the right page January 27th, 1966. It was a Thursday, the 27th day of the year, the fourth Thursday of the year. If you're playing along at home, if you're playing along at home, there's 176 days left until this episode, since the time of our recording it is, uh, turns 58, and it it will have been around for 21,008 days. Oh, my God. It's so many days. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's lots of things that happened in the world before this came out and after. Let's check a few of the things here. Uh, January 27th, 1785, the University Whoa. of Georgia is founded. Oh, the first wow. public university in the United States. Go Bulldogs. Uh, uh, in 1951, nuclear testing at the Nevada test site begins with a one kiloton bomb dropped on Fre- Frenchman Flat. <laughs> Frenchman Flat? That's what it was called? You started to like say, Fre- I think you're going to say Fred Durst. I don't know why <laughs> oh. dropping an atomic bomb on Fred Durst yep. would be hilarious, but it would be. No, but Derek. Yeah, they, uh, we have to kill New Metal yeah. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Derek, <laughs> January 27th, 1993, uh, nuclear testing <laughs> dropped on Fred Durst. It's crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, in 1984, pop singer Michael Jackson suffers second degree burns oh, to yeah. his scalp oh, during a filming commercial. Yeah, at the Shrine Auditorium. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1993, American born sumo wrestler Akibono Taro becomes the first foreigner to be promoted to the sport's highest rank of Yokozuna. 
Nice. And then okay. Ten, okay. 10 years later, the first selections for the National Recording Registry are announced by the Library of Congress. Oh, okay. Now, what I find weird about this is when you actually go to the National Recording Registry uh, by year of induction, it starts with 2002 and not 2003. Uh, a, that seems really late to start that. I don't know when the Library of Congress first kicked off, but yeah. um, to only start putting music and stuff like that and audio recordings in at this point. Uh, but a few of the things that were in the first uh, round. Mm-hmm. Uh, stick, sand. Case, uh, yes, stick, sand. No, uh, Casey at the Bat. Okay. I don't know what that is. The Mighty Casey at the Bat about, poem. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. a poem about baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, Eisenhower's D-Day radio address. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fireside, tra- the fireside Chats of Franklin D. Roosevelt. That's the, uh, only, that's the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, right? Uh, the D-Day one? No, I don't know. I think so. Okay. Um, God bless America. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the recording news coverage of the Hindenburg crash. Mm, oh, the humanity. Um, Les Paul and Mary Ford doing How High the Moon. The I Have a Dream speech by Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. Oh, okay. nice. You know, Respect by Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good choice. Stars and Stripes Forever. Overplayed, but pretty good. Uh, the Sun Record Sessions by Elvis Presley. Uh, Swing Low Sweet Chariot. Mm-hmm. Uh, War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice. Uh, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Mm. Who's on first by Evan Costello? Those are just some of the uh, the large list here that was okay. uh, put in in that first year. So all seem like, all seem like all seem like legit things and not yep. not like the toy uh, not like toy thing. So no, no, yeah. I mean, my goal for next year is that they'll induct us into that. With our all our recordings. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, I, we got we got to be close. One of these. I've years. already submitted our best episode. So. Oh, excellent! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till after the nuclear apocalypse. They've preserved all this precious audio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And amongst yeah, all these famous Martin Luther King speeches and you know famous poems, they can listen to us. Yeah. Talk about beautiful, beautiful monsters. I I petition for it, our episode to be put onto a rocket ship and launched into space. <laughs> that would be amazing. First yeah. contact with an alien race. I don't know eh? if it. Oh. I, you say amazing. I say fitting. <laughs> the rocket Maybe, is going to the yeah. sun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe dooming. Yeah, mm-hmm. they send it out there. The aliens are like, what is this? And it's like, we got to end this now. <laughs> yep. They're killing themselves. <laughs> what are they putting themselves through? <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, recordings, number one song in the land is the Beatles. We can work it out. Still. Yep. Yep. Uh, birthdays, regardless of year, January 27th, 1756, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Mm. Nice. Nice. Uh, 1832, uh, Lewis Carroll, Alice mm. in Wonderland fame. Wow. Mm-hmm. 1933, Jerry Buss, owner mm. of the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, 1957, Frank Miller. Okay. Comic book guy. Comic okay. book guy, yeah. And, and, and uh, 1969, Patton Oswalt. Wow. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. What a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, during this uh, this actual week that this came out, uh, on January 26th, Cassandra Kane, Batwoman. Mm. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know of her. Yep. On one t- uh, on the twenty eighth, Ernie of Bert and Ernie fame. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah. And on the twenty ninth is Arthur Curry. Oh, Aquaman, Aquaman himself. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So we have Batwoman, Ernie, <laughs> and Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. All DC born Trinity. in the same week. Mm. Holy cow! 
<clears throat> all right so if you want to celebrate the 58th anniversary of this episode or any of those birthdays or any friends of yours that yeah. you have birthdays that are right around there just want oh, yeah. to chill out uh you can do so in spectacular fashion by celebrating thomas crapper day thomas, thomas crapper day crapper. is celebrated every year on january 27th the death anniversary of the famous english businessman and plumber while he's not the inventor of the toilet it's a common misconception he did perfect shitting he did perfect <laughs> and promote it. You don't want to know. Shitting. You don't want to know well, how they used to do it back yeah. in the day. While the original oh. flush toilet was functional, Crapper added a dash of elegance to the design. His designs Ooh. even saved water by adding uh, the ball cock that stops water flow <laughs> into the toilet. That would take Come on, ball. that's not what it's called. <laughs> dash of elegance to your poop. So oh, elegant. So refined. Then, uh, <laughs> then you say things Hug like me, that. Gentlemen. Yeah. And 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 I'm also assuming that's why every now and then people, you know, some people refer to the toilet as the crapper. His name lives on. I'm gonna, yeah, yep. yeah. Now <laughs> you can also connecting the dots there, Keith. Yeah, you can also, if you're really feeling wild, you can celebrate local quilt shop day. It was created uh, by the Fabric Shop Network, which has five thousand <laughs> members worldwide, including local quilt shop that owners. Seem like many. If no, it's it worldwide, worldwide. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how many local quilt shops, though. Neither do I. Um, the okay. holiday was created in recognition of the great work that local quilt shops do for their communities they serve. Mm. Uh, there are over 3,000 quilt shops all over the U.S. providing much-needed materials to quilters and local communities. Received official recognition from various states. Uh, in 2021, several governors of some of the U.S. states, uh, including Wisconsin and Illinois, uh, sign official pro- proclamations declaring uh, January 23rd actual local quilt shop day, not just uh, the 27th being. I don't know what the difference is between the two, but I, it there's the quilt it's shop to what we need. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I think there must be a typo on the thing here. And finally, uh, probably the best way you can do is by celebrating National Chocolate Cake Day. Oh, now that's a holiday. Is that the 27th? Yeah. It is. It is. Cake day? Uh, the National Today Data Science Team surveyed 1,000 people. 58% said given a choice of chocolate versus vanilla, they would pick chocolate. Interesting. Yeah. Um, a sizable minority of the respondents have eaten or admit to have eaten an entire chocolate cake on their own. Oh, Wow, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'd love to do that. Uh, 54. No, no, you no, got time. Never... You're still young, no, you're man. Right. Sure. Uh, I've uh, 54% of women said they baked their own, they've baked their own chocolate cake, while only 38% of men, 19% always, uh, almost all, almost about one in five always have chocolate cake on their birthday. I do not. Nearly one third of respondents pick chocolate cake as their favorite f- flavor. I do not. Uh, 4%. Uh, say you have to survey uh, 25 people before you find one who won't eat cake unless it's chocolate. I am not that picky. I like cake of all types. I will eat most cakes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Keith, what is your favorite cake flavor? Oh, I yeah, like yellow, I like uh, I like a yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Nice. It's a good classic choice. And I get I get shit for it every single year. Yellow my birthday with when that's what, when that's what I that I want for a cake, and they're like that's so boring. That's what you want. Nothing wrong with that. Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a good cake, oh, especially mm-hmm. if it's moist and you get the. Now, mm. do you use buttercream frosting or do you like do a cream cheese frosting? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll take a, I'll take a like a buttercream, like a chocolate mm-hmm. buttercream frosting sure. okay. or cream. I'm fine with a cream cheese frosting, and I'm also not picky at all. I like cake in general, and I will eat pretty much any cake. There's very few that I don't eat. 
Okay. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, any cake that I'm eating at the time generally is like my favorite because I really don't yeah. think I have that big of a preference. I like ice cream cake a lot, if that counts. That might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I don't. I, I, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't like uh, carrot cake. I don't like lemon cake. What? Carrot um, cake's not my favorite, but it's not bad. Yeah, no. Oh. Stuff like that can, can get, get to stepping. Those are, <laughs> I'm not lying when I say, those are two of my favorites. Mm. Carrot mm-hmm. and lemon yeah. cake. Yeah. No, I, lemon, lemons, lemons are only good as lemonade. I like angel food what? cake. I only like lemon as lemon as like lemonade. Oh, that's only I, good use yeah. for them. I see. Yeah. I, I don't want any like lemon frosting. I don't want lemon pie. I don't want any ugh, disgusting. You know, right. pineapple upside down cake. That's really mm, good. That's Ooh, good. Yeah. Too. I like yeah. that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for cake. Yeah. It's not a problem. Uh, anyway, let's close this out. Yeah, your birthdays, 1, 27, 1966. Reveal your life path number five represents progress, adventure, opportunity. Uh, you possess the curiosity of the cat and a long to experience oh. all life. And that's wow. all I got this week. That's so all? I am, uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, well, I thought I had a lot of other stuff to talk about. I was hoping that the life path number might reveal like a weakness of the five or, you know, mm, super strength. Yeah, and that's just curiosity does. of a cat. That's lame. That's yeah. not a power. Well, that kills the cat. Curiosity <laughs> killed the cat. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it yeah. does, in a way, reveal its weakness, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. All right. Now I have ideas. I believe I'm a five. Excellent. Hmm. Well, fits perfectly. My curious package there. knows no bounds. Mm-hmm. Give me anything in there. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, you have uh, long to experience all of life. Uh, that. Yep. I think we've gone over this before, and yes, I am all those things and more. All oh, that and a yes. bag of chips, ahoy! <laughs> Tell the wow. homeboys to bring the noise. Keith, sit down so we can recline. Um, hmm. I've been sitting down, man. I jumped well, back and recline. God damn it! So we can. I was go waiting down. for you. I've been waiting for you to say the word. Now Gumax I'm Dome. It's waiting for us. Boom. Yeah, as we slowly descend and the Next robotic arms. give it to you. Don't give it to you. Undress and dress us delicately into <laughs> our skuma suits. Don't <laughs> uh, Keith again. No. Let's let's take this moment to remind people that the Skumax Dome is still naming rights TBD. So true. If anybody wants to uh, get into a lucrative sponsorship and partner oh, with us, uh, yes, yes, now yes. you can you can have your name written in giant strobing uh, neon lights. <laughs> On down deep the underground yes <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's, they're not on the outside anymore it's no the, no 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 yeah. uh, only people that will see them is us as we descend from uh <laughs> the living room of the man cove into the skuma x oh my god that's dome. the that's the first time i've ever considered that yes that naming rights and we're the only people who will ever see it that's yeah, great well hey <laughs> We are susceptible uh, to marketing, I would say. Yeah, I am very susceptible to commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I have my, I have so many like blackhead removers, flats, <laughs> house washers, uh, collectible plates, uh, just Easy so many things supplies. upstairs. Yeah. Uh, Motown hits. Um, just I, re- most I medicines just, I own because yes. You know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 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 Zampic. Um, <laughs> uh, we're here. All right. So let's, uh, I almost said waddle, but let's skirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 well, we got these suits on. They're hard yeah. to look like. Yeah. 
feel like the kid from uh, the Christmas movie. Oh, like Christmas if, I push, if I push you over, you're just going to fall. And yeah, I'm just going to fall and be stuck like a turtle. Um, <laughs> but let's get over there to the ship so Captain Terry can take us an additional 2.75 miles out so we can reach international waters. And from there, we will dive deep to the gates of hell for another uh, edition of Skooma X. <laughs> So, this episode was directed by son of chemist, fan maker of monster fans around the world. His name is Ezra Stone. Not, famous... Well, let's say who he's not, though, right? Oh, right. Hmm. He's not yeah. Emma Stone or yeah. Ezra Pound. But he That's is Timmis' favorite. He is Timmis' favorite. Correct, correct. These are all true things. True things about the myth of Ezra. Mm-hmm. Um we don't really need to talk about him at all. Nope, besides, sure don't. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, we, I mean, we legit covered like every important possible thing. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I think that the episodes we have left, it's over a 50-50 shot that we're going to keep bringing him up. So mm-hmm. just look forward to that, listeners, because uh, <laughs> the, the Azure train just keeps on rolling for better or for worse. Um, this episode was written by Ted Bergman. Which is a new. I was saying that's new, right? Yes, Ted is here to bring his uh, his flair to the monsters, which is always nice to see a fresh face. This is actually the first script that he ever sold the television to, at least on IMDb. Yeah, he sold it out of college while he was in college. What What did you just say? The first what he did what the first script he's ever sold to like a television show. It sounded like it's the first script he ever sold a television to. <laughs> and I was like, huh. yeah, he sold the television to the script, and it was like, let's take this <laughs> yeah. to, let's take this over the guys at the uh, the monsters. Let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to quote IMDb, uh, Ted Bergman sold his first television script. The monsters while still in college, yet girls continued to ignore him. Mm-hmm. A short time later, he became the youngest staff writer for the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, earning an Emmy nomination, which he never quite lived up to. Hmm. Thanks, IMDb. It feels like someone's really put their own spin on the Ted Bergman's life. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet the girls continue to ignore him. Like, why even add that in there? Yeah. This is uh, his his college roommate wrote, wrote this. <laughs> Look at this lonely idiot. <laughs> he wrote a monster script yeah. and people still don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. yeah. All you ever talk about is that damn monster script. Meanwhile, I was getting all the ladies. Yeah. He got nothing. <laughs> well, he, that nerd was in his room toiling away. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, having a grand old time. Uh, I don't know who's writing the bio. Yeah. Maybe it was his angry roommate, but he doesn't really actually have that many credits at all. Uh, he's got 16 total credits on INDB. The only original Monsters episode he wrote is this one, but he did write an episode of Monsters today. So, they did give him another chance at the the highly acclaimed franchise. So mm, highly acclaimed, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't really think IMDb has like the full story because, of course, he has passed away. So I found his obituary to see if there's any other information about the man. Um, and it did talk about his career some more. Uh, something cool about him is he was actually like in Germany when they s- officially surrendered in World War II. Like he hmm. was there in person. He was part of the broadcast team to record it for radio. Oh, I uh, thought he was like in Hitler's ear. <laughs> Dude, <sighs> yeah, you might want to take that pill there, Adolf. <laughs> well, maybe Hitler wrote the IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, what if Hitler wrote this episode? Oh, 
Hitler had a spec script for some like uh, weird occult show, and he stole it and then just changed just the names. Yeah, oh, I can believe that. Yeah, you know, and what's surprising is that it's not the most racist monsters episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, trying. To, he's trying to make like make sure that you know people didn't quickly shut it down. He's like, I gotta mm-hmm. hold back a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, if they if they bring me back again uh, for monsters today, then I'll add it in. Oh yeah, that was a real bad yeah. one. Mm-hmm. He was actually he was an executive at NBC and was the first to broadcast NFL games and live boxing on television. Yeah, live boxing instead of uh, scripted boxing. I don't know corpse corpse uh, fights. Uh, yeah, tape, del- tape delay stuff. So, yeah, he, he has a little bit more going on to him rather than just not getting any ladies at all. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he's Di- still got no ladies during Died all. Died a virgin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but anyways, yeah. Rest in peace, Ted. Uh, <laughs> this has a couple guest stars. We have Olivia Ullman as Mrs. Harkness, and we have Charles Lane as Mr. Holmes. Mm-hmm. So Olivia Ullman has 144 acting credits on IMDb from 1933 to 1990. She's done mostly, you know, small bit parts, one-off television roles, that kind of thing. She's been in My Three Sons, Bewitched, My Favorite Martian. Uh, that's probably the more popular show she was on. Uh, now, I, I don't want you guys to get too upset about this. You know, lean back, relax. Uh, this is going to be, it's going to be okay. She was also in the Adams Family show. Oh, my um, God. Traitor. She... <laughs> how, dare, how dare you even bring her name up? <laughs> was she in the Adams Family before the Munsters or after the Munsters? Well, that's a good question. What if it was the same week? Oh, that's cold-blooded. Who could do that? <laughs> Don't even give time off for one or the other. Pick a side. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. I'm just say before, because we're getting close to the end of the monsters. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like... but here's here's the twist. Hmm. She was also in Halloween with the Adams Family, which was a TV mo- movie like much later. So that was definitely mm. after the monsters. Oh. So, so she was she's a definitely uh Adam's family loyalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she played Mrs. Frump. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Frump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should give her a pass, though, honestly. You know, set aside our differences because uh, she's actually in one of the coolest movies ever made. And it's one that we've mentioned mm-hmm. before on the podcast. That dark huh. cat? She was in Johnny Cool. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the coldest, coolest killer in the world. Um, even the producer of the movie comes into the trailer to talk about how great yeah. Johnny Cool is. He's like a, a hitman or an assassin or something, right? Yeah, he's some sort of yeah, just cold blooded killer, and everybody loves him. Yeah, I and can't the, tell if he wants to kiss me or yeah. kill me. Is that the yeah. lady? Was she wasn't the lady? Was she that did that? No, I think she had a very small role in this. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So that's pretty uh, cool. That did she do any that. voice acting for like? Yes, yes, okay. she did actually. I wasn't gonna mention it, but she was in a bunch of like old cartoons from like the 30s. Say, was she in Cinderella? She was like, she might have been in Cinderella. Sh- I saw she was in the Cinderella short, but I don't know if she was in that. She um, sounded like the stepmother from Cinderella. She kind of does, yeah. I can't remember what her name is, Lady Tremaine. You think that would pop up like right away on her top, like, like yeah, you would, and... but I mean, I guess it depends on how small a role it would be that, that she had. Because mm-hmm. she was actually in like a Cinderella short film from like the 30s. No, well, she she played uh, the cow cartoon character in The Prince and the Popper, Clarabelle Cow. Okay. 
Yeah. So yeah, she did actually a lot of voiceover work. And I like usually when I like look at these people that their voiceover stuff's towards the end of their career, but she has like a whole bunch at the the beginning, like in the 30s, 40s. Uh, she, I guess she reprised her role as Claire Belcal because she plays her in like the old cartoons as well. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we've also got Charles Lane. He has a whopping 379 acting credits on IMDb, hey, 1930 to 2015. So he was almost working for a hundred years, almost, almost just like, you know, the 15 off <laughs> almost there, almost there. That's I mean, it's really close. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Or pretty bad. Like, you, know, you, look at you, it, you, you round up when you get that far. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He didn't have actually a lot of reoccurring roles. Um, the biggest one I found was he has in six episodes of Dennis the Menace as the same guy. Um, like if he did show back up in a show, usually it's somebody different. Uh, but he did really do a lot of different things. He was apparently known for playing mean, grumpy characters. Mm. IMDb describes him as mean, miserly, and miserable looking. Hmm. So that's nice of them to say. Uh, apparently, he was a really nice guy, though, in real life. So don't worry. Well, that's good to yeah. Still miserable looking, but he's a really nice guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, he did have a lot of stuff to look through, but of course I did find something that finally caught my eye and it made me think, he's like, guys, don't you wish that, uh, there's more like original films out there. Aren't you tired of all these like tried and true movies that we see all the time? Don't you want something like a new concept you've never seen before or something exciting? Well, if your answer is yes, what if a boy suddenly had green hair? Oh my god! Because <laughs> that's what you get with the movie called the boy with the green hair. The boy- it's about, Hmm. All right. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. It is. It's about a war orphan whose hair suddenly turns a green. Orphan? A orphan, as they say, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is this like a is this like a black and white movie where the only thing that changed is color during the oh. movie is his hair? <laughs> That'd be kind of awesome. Yeah. No, it was filmed in Technicolor. <laughs> you know, apparently people react to this in all different ways. According to the synopsis, that's the case. The trailer mostly just shows people loving his green hair. One girl calls it beautiful. The boy gets grumpy, and then she compares it to the color of spring, and that his hair represents hope. So that's nice. I'm not really sure how like the movie like maintains an hour and 22 minutes, but the premise of a boy's hair turning green, but it must have done it somehow. The poster doesn't have like a traditional tagline. Of course, it's got something different. It says, please don't tell why his hair turned green dot, dot, dot after you've seen it. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> I mean, that still stands up today. I mean, come on, don't don't spoil a thing for anybody. <laughs> yeah. So there must be a grand reveal about how his hair turns green, some sort of like plot shaking revelation that reveals the the truth maybe he like got hit by the gamma radiation and it's going hulk mode i don't know we'll have to watch it for ourselves to find that out which or or we, we, or we can we can just you know guess and call just, it a day <laughs> yeah he went hulk mode i think that's yeah. what happened i don't know um, i feel like we need to watch it now i mean with that you know teaser out there like that we gotta I know. Get to the bottom of it. I think. Tell why his hair turned green. I mean, I got. I got a feeling we still may have one palate cleanser left in us, anyway. So, oh Christ, it's not that movie. It's not the boy whose hair is green or whatever. Derek's curiosity. He's known. He's got the curiosity. Kill us all. (laughs) Dang it, Derek! This is your life path number five. Getting at it, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) We'll watch it. While we prep ourselves. so to, to finally find out why hair turns green, we'll need to uh, rise to the surface. And, you know, we, we have a lot of 
way extra storage, you know, cargo on the ship. So we're going to have to release some of the hair dye we've been holding um, to rise up there. It's all green, so the ocean might have a weird green hue mm-hmm. for a while. But it'll be worth it to uh, moderately rise to the surface of the ocean away from the gates of hell. Yeah. Now, Terry, did you say it would be worth it to moderately rise away from the gates of hell? I think it would be, yeah. Because <laughs> it tends to be worth it to get away from the, uh, the gates. <laughs> yeah. You know what I find more valuable? Uh, getting away as fast as I can. So what I did <laughs> was I took some of those bottles of the green hair dye. Mm-hmm. pointed them downwards i've squeezed as hard as i can <laughs> and i'm using the green hair dye to propel myself up out of the water <laughs> into wow. the man cove uh well it's kuma x dome i've taken the elevator up and i'm in the man cove uh, boy it was such a dark elevator right up without the glowing strobing lights of a right yeah yeah, of a yeah sponsor. you didn't even realize your hair turned green until you got to the top hmm. yeah well, also a lot of uh Got a lot of splatter from when you do that, Derek, all over our mail that we picked yeah. up forward on. Sorry, oh, God. Sorry. Can't tell this is from me or Keith. Doesn't it? It's, yeah. it's covered in green. green. Green hair dye. Well, that leads into this week's uh prime rib feast. Um I had the most beautifully roasted, perfectly cooked prime rib, but I was I wanted to show it off before I gave it to you guys because it's you know really good looking. And um so as you know, where the green hair dye came from is chemicals plant that's here on the island oh, yes, they show off all the workers and they're like oh and then there's this masked vigilante there i don't know who oh, he was he knocked no. it out of my hand it fell into a vat oh yes i scooped it out and now it's hideously scarred and has its own permanently green hair <laughs> you um, scooped your, <laughs> with your bare hand well <laughs> yes <laughs> okay sure sure uh, that's why i wear these purple gloves <laughs> Huh. There's so, been acting a little different lately, Keith. Yeah, like yeah. Um, uh, anyway, this mass vigilante had all these wonderful toys. I have no idea where he gets them from. <laughs> but I do have this horribly scarred. Um, it's almost a creepy permanent smile and some green hair. Uh, your, I don't know where hand? the hair came from. Yeah, it, well, the chemicals made it grow hair. It's I see. Well, that um, makes sense. So <laughs> that's how my prime rib got green hair. Um, well, our oh. prime, our prime yeah, rib. Yeah. Got green hair. Um, so we'll slice mm. that up. Uh, that prime rib's giving me a weird look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did it just? Did it just? Did it just slide across the plate away from you? It may have. Well, mm. to enhance the flavor, I have a flower on my my lapel that shoots <laughs> aju out of it. Uh, <laughs> right at, <laughs> right at the the sliced prime rib. So I think I just heard a scream. Yeah, that's possible too. It it'll it do that. Hmm. Um, ever since it fell in that vat. It is chemicals. Oh, the whole prime rib fell into the mm-hmm, yeah, That's what happened. And the right, mass vigilante right. knocked it out of my hand. In a oh, God. Jealous fit of rage. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I Not me. He just, he just really wanted the prime rib and was trying yeah. to get it away from I him. wasn't going to share. I'm like, this is from the Monster Hunters. <laughs> wow, I think we've made an arch nemesis yeah. tonight. That mass vigilante. <laughs> I hope he never comes back. I hope not either, but we never know. Uh, so, sounds like he confused one like cave-like area for another. Oh, totally unrelated. There was we had a bit. I was had a billionaire walking around earlier today, just oh. out of the Scoomax. So <laughs> that's why I was talking about all the promotional stuff, right? Mm, and I terror, thought we might have had terror. a bite. Yeah, yeah. But he was. Yeah, he, he seemed really nice. You know, yeah. he's probably the one who dusted up that book extra too. Yeah, right? the Wayne Foundation has no interest in our Scoomax dome, so. <laughs> 
kept Hell saying well. there's no profit and it's extremely wasteful, but I don't see why that's <laughs> yeah, and, and those were the selling points I thought for a guy like him. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, well, did someone spray paint a rat symbol on the side of the street? (laughs) Yeah, I've been out sandblasting all day, too. So much, so much graffiti from this masked vigilante. He's a menace. Mm. He is. I guess we're finishing up our Joker rib and poor Prime Mm. Joker. What are you talking about? Mm. I laughed as I ate him. That's disturbing. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, I put on the noise canceling <laughs> headphones, and I feel like it was echoing down my my throat. Mm-hmm. Like it was coming out of my mouth, like as if I, he wanted me to eat him. Hmm. <laughs> chaos. Okay, it is chaos. Oh, oh tell you what isn't chaos? Season two, episode nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> the most. Oh God, no! Beautiful ghoul in the world. I gotta say, this is the dumbest name. It is. It's terrible. <sighs> and you know, this dumbest named episode. Some bitch came out January 27th, 1966. Uh, I sat crisscross applesauce on the kitchen table uh, and through tantric meditation, trans uh, transformed myself into a spirit and uh, went back in time to when they were filming this. And on the clacker, it said the monsters inherit money from a Transylvanian relative. Yeah, that's about the gist of it. That's it. And then I was like, oh, so I watched the whole episode and I came back. Um, and on IMDb, I was like, oh, this is a highly rated episode 7.8. It is. It even says highly rated on IMDb. Even IMDb knows. It's like, wow, it's pretty good for monsters. (laughs) Yep. It's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Celebrate. (laughs) Celebrate. Yes. (laughs) Have a party. Do whatever. I wish, I wish the IMDb would add like a monsters, like, scale filters so like you can like <laughs> see where it, like move other movies stand if you watch it alongside the monsters yes. or not like it breaks the scale when you watch something just or if it had hurts. like some kind of analog right it's like yeah this monsters episode is similar to the deer hunter right <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, i mean that, that could be that could be is... that could be any episode of the <laughs> monsters <laughs> Yep. His nickname is quite similar to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes. <laughs> Universally loved, apparently. Mm. Okay. Well, this son bitch starts with a, st- a stinger. Yep. Whatever it does. Uh, mail is getting delivered via some sort of contraption. Um, Rob Contest. Uh, Rob Contest uh, offering of, of the episode part one. Within seconds. The yeah. like. Mm-hmm. The episode is barely out of the gate, and we have like one of those like extendo arms, <laughs> yeah, yeah, delivering the mail because apparently the mailman doesn't like to come all the way up to the step. Fine, it's a package from Transylvania. Looks like it's got about the size of uh, like a watch box, maybe a little bit bigger, right? Mm-hmm. That's like um, a box of candy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, box of candy, whatever the shit's ticking. Uh, Herman and Lily both think it's a bomb. Like, oh, you're whatever from Transylvania. You're trying to kill us. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole episode, the whole episode is this right here. Oh my God, it's a bomb. Lily goes, Marilyn, Eddie, get in here yes. quick. <laughs> It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why are you calling it? You think it's a bomb? So you call in the rest of the family to get into yeah. proximity of the bomb? 
I mean, she, she, wants didn't, she, didn't call, she didn't call an Eddie. She's being like, let's not bring the kid in, but like everybody else, get in here. Let's yeah. check this thing out. Marilyn, mm-hmm. Grandpa, whoever, if you're in the house, get over here quick. We have a bomb. Mm-hmm. We'll die as a family. <laughs> yes. We're in this together. Only Betty. It's all alone. <laughs> it's, it seems like a plan. That's we do have plan. a new writer for this episode, and mm-hmm. it's got a very short cold open because then we get the banger from right yes. there. It's like, oh shit, it's a bomb. We're all going to die. Banger. Yep. Yep. I'm well, not going to ask. What? Well, uh, uh, uh. Oh shit! <laughs> Barry, <laughs> well, did you well, find well. some new banger observations? I did, I did, and I wasn't even trying this time, and it just came to me. See, that's the key. Oh. Watch the banger so many times, you start to like just zone out. Like, uh, don't pay attention to it. Just ignore it. Get on your phone for the next few bangers. Then when you come back with full attention, like the whole new world is open to you. You know so many new things. Sure. There's a speck of dust on the camera when Herman <laughs> bursts through the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Yep, it's on the lower third of the screen. It's just like a little bit like a flake, so you can kind of see like the <laughs> refraction a little bit or whatever you'd call that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody clean, clean, cleaned the lens off, I guess. Hey, one taken done. Come on. Now. What yep. if it was like planned? It was like a lower third. Like, you know, that's what they say in the news when they put your name and stuff up there where they're talking to like uh, a witness and like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that car kill 10 people. Yep. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. deranged Her- witness. You know, <laughs> that's what it says on the bottom. Herman is dust. Mm hmm. Yeah, and does it does it disappear when they switch to like Lily yep. and Grant? Oh, yeah, just yeah, Herman. Lower third. Just Herman. Yeah. So, Weird. Uh, so that is pretty strange. Lower third speck of a dust creates refraction when Herman busts <laughs> through the door. <laughs> Yeah, artistic choice or not? Hmm. <laughs> oh, I def- it definitely it means a lot. It's just like the upside down cross. Yes, <laughs> it is They're the to warn it us. is the light of goodness being um, oh. chased away by Herman. Yep, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fear all, all uh, good people for evil has finally come. Yep, and- <laughs> that's exactly what it is. You know, it's moments like this where it makes me appreciate just how artistic. Uh, what were those guys' names? <laughs> Clement and Johnson. I don't know. Yeah, Bob, I know what you mean. Yeah, Bob those Mosher, guys. Joe Connolly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, they had yeah, a vision. The, the, the guy that, the, the illiterate uh, and the racists. So <laughs> they, uh, very artistic. Dick Conway's not on this episode. He was the illiterate. Yeah, true. but uh, yeah, that's true. There is no kind of way here. We have a new writer and there's nothing to say that he's literate other than the fact that he wrote the script. Mm-hmm. Unless well, he was in college like, and it still didn't help him get any girls. No, nope. it didn't get any women. Unless, of course, he stole it from Hitler's bunker after convincing <laughs> him to take <laughs> the cyanide pill to yeah. commit suicide and World War II. We yes, don't huh, know. This is actually pretty good. And confirmed. Through. And it would just happen one day be like, there's a show called The Monsters. I, I got <laughs> yes. that script that I found. Let me get, let me pull it out here. And, well, you know what it is? It was written by uh, Adolf Hitler, story by Air Munster. <laughs> it's yeah. meant to be. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I think if he, if he found it in college, he probably would have, uh, like, he, he must have got it from, like, his, his dad or his grandpa or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like that. Oh, Only makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Occam's razor, right? 
Yeah, the only yeah, the, I mean the most probable is probably yeah, he mm. just, you know, saw Hitler die and stole from underneath <laughs> his pillow. Most likely. Yes, he was in Hitler's ear, convinced him to commit suicide after World War Two. Yeah. And then Traded he saw him the cyanide pill for the script. Saw a spec script about a an oddball <laughs> family that gets a ticking package in the mail. <laughs> and he took it yeah. and he repurposed it to make the monsters. He's like, oh, this will give me laid. And it did not. It did nope. not. Well, it's probably because he always opened it with, well, guess what I stole from Hitler? And then what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you might find this interesting, yeah. but I knew Adolf Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a mood killer when you hear that mm-hmm. one. Hmm. It is. So we get the banger with the dusty lower third and the artistic choices that just cease, never cease to amaze me. Mm-hmm. From there, we cut to Herman holding the package underwater for like 10 minutes. It's been there for 10 minutes. Pulls it out. Oh, it stopped ticking. But let me take it over to the light so I can open it up. He gets over there and yeah. starts ticking again. And it's like, oh, my God. And then Grandpa says, you're an idiot. It's the clock. And then the bird has, says something. Has it? So. And I, I guess I didn't pay enough attention. Is that basically exactly where he was standing in the first place? So yeah. this thing was this thing was never actually ticking like a t- like a like a like a bomb. They just were standing next oh, to the clock. It's possible, yeah. That that would explain yeah. some things later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, well, it would explain. Well, what what does the bird say, Keith? Hickory dickory dock. He can't tell the difference between a bomb and a cuckoo clock. Yeah. Eddie Eddie hopes that the package is a fruitcake with raisins that wiggle. Ooh. Herman opens the package and it's a scroll. And I wrote down here, I'm like, why the fuck would a scroll tick? That's but now, what I'm wondering. Yeah. Keith may have just solved the riddle. He did. Hmm. The script's a little smarter than I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, I Not know. to compliment anybody. <laughs> Sorry, you know what? Ooh, could be better. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let me rewind back. And I was like, nah, you know, never mind. We're we're past I, the I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to go. Back. That you're right, Keith. He stood next to a clock and he mistook the ticking of the clock only this one time in the history of him owning that clock for a bomb. And it it's it makes sense why he's like, let me take it over to the light to open the thing because there's not really any change in the lighting in the in the entire room. It's- no, but it doesn't explain why he's never mistaken that cuckoo clock for a bomb at any mm-hmm. other time. Mm-hmm. Or and we've never even heard a tick. But- I prefer the dark to read it because he's a monster. Yeah. It's a scroll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He pulls out the scroll. Like, what is it? Our cousin Wolverine died again or some shit. And I'm like, oh, cousin Wolverine. Sorry, bub. I'm yeah. dead. Logan. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't he die before? He died. Yeah. Didn't he die three years ago? Yep. Yeah. Looks he, like did he did it again. again. This time he left us $10,000. And they go hey. absolutely nuts. No, they're not sad about Wolverine dying. That's no. for sure. No, not at all. No, they're Plus, not. And so in the history of our show, it's either been $5,000 or like a million dollar, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, scheme type thing that grandpa comes up with. And so I get like, here's 10,000. Of course, the monsters go nuts. This is double what they've ever mm-hmm. wanted at any other time during the show. Yeah. Uh, and also somebody was like, oh, if we're going to have to split this two ways. Just double it up. Then yeah. I get the 2,500 each. Let's, let's just double it up. It'll be great. <laughs> that math is too difficult. Yeah. And, and what do you think Wolverine looks like? Is he... Oh God! I hope he looks just like the X Men. X Men. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. but didn't they? But then she calls him Wolfie. Like, yeah. So is is he just another uh, Wolfman? Like, 
re- you know, relative, I guess. He's a were Wolverine, maybe. You know, he's oh, yeah, by a, a cursed Wolverine, and now mm-hmm. for the rest of his days, yeah, he's just, just like, like just like Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like feels that way. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see Wolverine fight Herman, though. I think that's mm-hmm. a comment. Uh, they were they were both in World War Two together. They uh-huh. could have done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they were on the same side, though. Hey, uh, look, look. I'm sure if you come across Herman at first, he's big and green. He probably thought oh, it was the yeah. Hulk, maybe even. I don't know. He's just... mm-hmm. like, I smell death, and he turns. He sees a decaying man of Herman standing there. You know, maybe yeah. dead parts. Mm-hmm. And... Pulls out his claws and tries to rip him to shreds. Herman and just then, laughs. You know, like, <laughs> the Captain bloody. America has to come over and break it all up. So many World War II references this episode so yeah. far. <laughs> yeah, it's all really coming together. So. <laughs> yep. so Lily's like, well, hot damn, 10K. I got plans for that shit. You idiots will fritter it away. Grandpa's like, no, you got to invest in my con- contraption. And that's when we get our opening clip where Marilyn says, Hey, idiots, split it. We'll see who's better with money. I don't understand <laughs> why we do that, but yeah. Okay. And and Herman seems like genuinely shocked that Marilyn had a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, huh, that, that's actually not bad. And honestly, they, they've made the, these inventions so many times. Like, it's time for Lily to get her try because the invention never works. It never works. But like yeah. the only time she's ever wanted to like really work is when nobody wanted to go to the movies with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like we need we need money for braces or whatever. Okay, I'll go get a job. I need to get out of the house. Nobody wants to hang out with me. I'll get a job. Yep. And now <laughs> I've always wanted to open a beauty parlor and we got some extra money out of nowhere for no reason. That's it. Yep. And I, I don't get the competitive angle to this. <laughs> like, why is there no. a competition? But it is. There it is. I mean, just a typical Herman being like, well, I'm head of the household type thing, like having to prove that he's even though he knows every single time it's going to backfire on him. Yeah. Um, He doesn't know that, though. Everyone else does. But they decided to split it. Grandpa's got, you know, wireless electricity, which got a laugh from the audience. But I'm pretty sure people at MIT are working on that right now. Like I saw (laughs) something on it not too long ago. And then... Lily's going to open a beauty parlor, which got a laugh because she's hideous. And then from there, we fade to yeah. Madam Lily's beauty parlor for that natural look. Holy shit. They turned this around quick. Quick turnkey beauty parlor. Marilyn and Lily are inside. It's fully decked out beauty parlor. Mm-hmm. Tons of like uh, hair dryer things, and shelves and. It, Some it, mud mask that Cleopatra used for yep, all four from weddings. The n- Nile uh, mud, yeah. mud from the Nile, whatever it is. They just got to prove they're better at business. I, do, I, I didn't get that that was the premise that they're proving that they're better at business, but I guess that's what it is. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, right. But yeah. I mean, like, so in the time that Grandpa needs some money to invest in it, so I'm I'm assuming that he has to go shopping for some stuff, which eventually we'll see is like he went to Goodwill or something. I don't know why he needed five thousand uh, dollars. But like, yeah, she, that she gets a whole storefront set up, and like yeah. they have they have Marilyn's wearing an official shirt that says uh, Madam Lily's, and mm-hmm. they got the whole deal. And I'm like, literally, like it doesn't seem like more than like a few hours has gone by. No, yeah, it's on and popping. Which I think they've done that once. There was something else one other time where like there was like some kind of setup or something where it was like, like, how did that just happen? Like, you, I don't know. You're yeah. just uh, yeah. in one spot. Now, like five minutes later, you have a whole 
you know, some kind of like whole setup going on. I can't remember which episode that was. I do like that it moves fast though. Like I'd rather them do this than like where we have to like, oh, we're gonna go on vacation mm-hmm. and then we spend like twenty minutes just chilling on a train, like yeah. goofing off, not doing anything. Yeah. Just get straight to it. Let's just get to the beauty parlor. Yep. And Lily's always wanted to have a beauty parlor. It's her lifelong dream, and she's got one. Yes. Ne- ne- never mentioned once before in 57 episodes, but never. Life- lifelong dream. But Marilyn's like, we just got to be better at business than those other guys. Well, they're always clunking heads mm. or whatever. <laughs> Fade to Herman and Grandpa in the dungeon clunking their heads together. <laughs> yes, that was a pretty good cut. Pretty good cut. Yep. Grandpa's uh, doing a spiel about wireless energy or whatever it's like i'm the one that invented sending a message without wires all the all, all the pigeons died. once all the pigeons died and then it made grandpa mad for some reason i mean they're living creatures they will eventually die <laughs> which are like undead pigeons you know yeah. it, it, i it, it came across to me like maybe they died uh doing you know whatever he had them doing because of grandpa doing, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's like damn it like don't bring it up again it's picking it's them possible. off one by one he is hungry yeah yeah he transforms into whatever eats pigeons and chases them down and eats them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a hawk, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bat. Yeah, a slow-moving bat. Um, anyway, so they're there, and Grandpa's like, we're going to build this motherfucking machine, and it's got an egg beater, um, which he called something. He's like, the, get me the do, dual isol- I, uh, thermal whatever. exhaust spent porch or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. which was just an egg beater and he shoved it into the side of a box. And then he needed some uh, some sort of globes, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, it just, like power orbs. But they're just bowling balls. Uh, literally, I look just like bowling balls. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they are only, as, as far as I'm concerned, as we're going to get through this whole thing, the, the bowling balls are part of this thing for one thing. Like one reason only. One, yes. yeah Chekhov's bowling balls mm-hmm. yeah yeah gets the bowling balls puts them onto these things Herman's like they're just bowling balls and <laughs> which I like because I was like these look like really bad props and then Herman even commented I was like oh it's supposed to look bad okay yeah it, but the grandpa's like, you're a shitty assistant. If Thomas Edison <laughs> had you as an assistant, we'd be watching gasoline television. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. Fade back to from there, back to Madame Lily's. Two women, Mrs. Harkness and her daughter Dorothea, walk into Lily's shop to be made beautiful. We saw your sign. Oh, God, I wish I could do her voice right now. I was doing it earlier and it was making me laugh. Now I can't do it. We so found your sign. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like this, this wealthy uh, duchess sort of. Uh, uh, voice, you know, or mm-hmm. yes. Um, so she comes in, like, can you make us look beautiful or whatever? We got some, it's like ball season or something like that. I don't know. I don't yeah, fuck to be honest. And <laughs> they're going to uh, the Met, they're going to the Met Gala later. They want to look, yeah, good. something like that. And Marilyn's like, oh, well, Madam Lily, she's the one that's in charge of beautifying people. And Lily comes out holding the lily, and uh, they're like, oh my god. But the older lady goes, Chill. It's a character. Remember the last beautician we had? She had a beard. Like I'm like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. So their last beautician was like the bearded lady, but yeah. she was still amazing at her job. They went to the carnival, the traveling carnival for the last hairdos. Now they're at Madame Lily's. Yeah. Maybe they just make poor choices. Yeah, seems like it. But Lily's going to make something 
something utterly new and just for them and all heads will turn and people will be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Fade to Grandpa and Herman testing the machine. Now, I, yes. now they do a lot of this machine work in this episode and it's clearly filler because it takes a long time. <laughs> it does. But at the same time, I I enjoy all because you get Grandpa's like very genuinely excited. It you know it's again it's time anytime that they really can spend in uh his like laboratory area, especially in the second season where it seems like it's a much much bigger than just him flipping through like a book and like grabbing some pills off a shelf. Like he's really into it. He's twisting knobs. He's doing everything mm-hmm. with it, and, mm-hmm. and he's got. Got everything going, and and he seems very very excited by it, and and so I actually enjoyed any time that they're there, even if it was just filler. It was fun to see Grandpa get into it a little bit. They're gonna test it out. Let my let's light up this light bulb. So Herman walks across the uh, room. He's got a light bulb, and you see him positioning it very peculiarly into his hand, almost as if there's something to power the light bulb <laughs> behind his hand. But <laughs> mm-hmm. man, yeah, we don't know. Grandpa's firing up his machine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The yep. the bowling balls are spinning or something. The egg beaters like going. Radar dish going. Radar dish is spinning. Yeah, I, I thought that radar would be like the thing that aims the energy, but it seems <laughs> that there's just like I don't know how they aim it. So just kind of like maybe a aura. It's of energy. just filling. It's filling the whole basement. I don't know. <laughs> yes, they're just like just being bombarded with radiation right now. <laughs> uh, but the light bulb lights up and everyone's very excited. Yeah, I mean, that's impressive. Well, well hell yeah, it is. And they're like, oh, this sh- this ought to show Lily and Marilyn. Okay, mm-hmm. so then Herman puts on the light bulb, it gets electric razor. It, for some reason, like, the <laughs> what's funny about the electric razor is they just need to make a sound effect to make it sound like it's running. So the cord's hanging in there just loosely out yep. of Herman's hand. Um, I guess the electricity knows to go to the power cord. <laughs> I, I oh, would have liked yeah. to have seen um, like a perspective from Grandpa looking at the like council, uh, uh, the council of the thing. Yeah, to have like a to have like a bit of a better idea, like because he is, you know, he's, you know, moving knobs around stuff. And and eventually he's like, oh, we're going to expand it out. Well, OK, well, how like. Like Terry, you were saying, like that that dish doesn't actually point at anything; it's just swirling around and 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 sending whatever you know radioactive waves throughout the basement. How does it know the one thing that Herman's holding? Yep. Or how does it know to do anything else? I would have liked to see like what they had, like some kind mm. of layout that they had on there. Not like, like it would have given a lot of logic, but I, it still would have been like, well, how does this thing know to to do something specific? And then like. If you turn the machine on to turn your razor on, then you got to go walk back to the machine to turn the machine off to turn mm-hmm. the razor yeah. off. Like, how does that work? Hmm. I wish they would have zoomed in to microscopic levels. And there's these little men with like electricity hats on. <laughs> and <they're> passing, <laughs> they were just passing buckets, like one from yeah. one to the next. And like, uh, you see the one at the light bulb just throwing a bucket of electricity <laughs> at the light bulb. It in there. Yeah. Well, I wish that's the, the thousands of dollars went was to pay their but their uh, salaries. Those little worker guys, <laughs> they're like little itty bitty tiny electric men, <laughs> or or may or maybe just a, a bad camera angle that shows somebody holding an actual razor in their hand and turning it on and <laughs> uh, ne- next to the microphone so it picks up. But mm-hmm. yeah, but the, but there's Herman. He's shaving himself and Grandpa's yeah. angry at him for some reason. I don't know. I was just confused because I don't think he's ever had 
facial, facial hair, hair yet. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it, made me, it made me want to see him with a beard, though. I didn't oh, want to see him with a beard. Yeah. Bearded Herman. Yeah, it's uh, it's later on in life. Uh, you know, the rest of them have gotten killed off by Van Helsing's crew. You just get like old man Herman <laughs> living oh, out yeah. in a shack yeah. in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really dark, gritty, like post uh, apocalyptic take on Herman. And he's got to mm-hmm. go across the country with his old friend, uh, the what's his face, the 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 water Gilman, Uncle Gilman. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, Gil shows up. Yeah, and he's nope. he's got to go get his revenge. No, mm. gotta go kill Charlie, yeah. his, mm-hmm. his evil brother. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Charlie and Van Helsing teamed up to kill off everybody else. Mm-hmm. Charlie ran, sold them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he hypnotized Herman into a blind rage to destroy everything he loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. sounds exciting. Oh, and there's cannibals. <laughs> of course, there's cannibals. Well, there's gotta uh, be cannibals. We fade to Lily and Marilyn mixing up some shit in the cauldron. Lily goes to curl. It's like, oh, we gotta put more. Oh, jizz in here or something. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, no. And they're like, no, oh, okay. No. And then Lily's, they, they put like some, like, yeah, looks like I a agree. torture I, device. I agree with Terry. No, no, it was frog jizz. Frog jizz, whatever. Oh, you know, like, wow, the, the amphibian oh. reptile jizz, it's something. Yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> they put this medieval torture device into mm-hmm. the, into like the kiln <clears> to get it hot. Yeah. Um, and Lily goes, I'm going to go curl that chick's hair. Okay, we're Dorothea. Uh, and then she goes in there and there's some screaming. And he's like, yes. you know, stop squirming, blah, blah, blah. But I, I really enjoy that line because she screams. And all of a sudden, Lily just calmly, like right after, goes, honey, just sit down. <laughs> yes, just mm-hmm. stop squirming, would you? It's going to hurt a lot more if it touches your skin. Fade to Grandpa and Herman. Now, Grandpa, this is, he's going to do it now. He's going he's gonna to light up the streets via remote control. Which makes no sense. Uh, Herman is very excited. He hasn't been this excited since I think he said the Moon Maiden had a baby on Dick Tracy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Moon Moon Maid is a is a Dick Tracy character. Okay, I, I looked that up a little bit to see what that she was had about. a child. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently so on Dick Tracy. So here's what Grandpa's going to do. He's he's lit up a light bulb from across the room. He's focused the energy to an electric razor. Now he's going to crank it up and light up all of the city during the day with the streetlights. I don't know how this is going to work. Yes. Yes. He cranks yeah. it up. And then, of course, we get like what feels like an eternity of the machine doing things. Herman's just like laughing. The faster the noise makes, the more Grandpa gets excited and it's like revving up perfectly with the thing. Now we're getting to more artistic choices because it's just like it starts slow and then builds and it builds and it builds and then we get explosions. Yes. Light bulbs are exploding all over town. Now this has happened before. I don't remember when. I guarantee Grandpa has mm-hmm. done something to make street lights explode. Oh. Yeah, he he did something else. I forget which um, episode it's in. in season fact, one I, wasn't like that pill for gasoline, was it? He did something weird with that. <sighs> no, he does something else. Where he, I like he's uh, he's trying to use power from the city. The yeah. power, oh, or something. That he, yeah. that's not smarter, that, yeah. yeah, I don't remember where it is, but I do believe like that shot of like. All those like light bulbs right in that, that little rope mm-hmm. up. It's almost like the, the second time they've used that. It like, is. Yeah. 
And then oh, the power plant exploded. So, <laughs> so no power for anyone. Then. Yeah. Fade two. The ladies are ready for their unveiling at late at uh, Madam Lily's. They come out from behind Kurt. They clearly didn't look at each other prior to this. No, nope. they come out and the older woman looks like a ghoul. Mm-hmm. Uh, the younger one looks like a ghoul. <laughs> yes. They look like ghouls, crazy hair, insane mm. makeup. They look at each other and they faint. And then Marilyn says, I have a suspicion we've gotten off to a bad start. Really? Hmm. Yes. So the last two scenes, we get Grandpa and Herman blowing up the power plant in the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you say it out loud, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then <laughs> we have Marilyn and Lily making two people look like hideous freaks. Commercial break. I, Marilyn doesn't see that there's something wrong here again. No. And and I know it's at this point in time, 57 episodes in, we're supposed to go right along with this still that, you know, it. this is just it. This is how the monsters work. But man, like the one girl, like, looks like she could be like a, a student, like a, a like one mm-hmm. of like Marilyn's, uh, you know, contemporaries. Yeah. And and she has to recognize it like, oh, this is what normal people look like. And then when they blow up, like she's shocked that they would not want to look like this. Yeah. Why is she like, Lily, why haven't you ever made me look like this? Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. Why? Why not this? Yeah. Like, what is the problem going on here? If you think this is perfect and she thinks it's perfect. So why hasn't Lily done this? If this is her lifelong dream is to give people makeovers and stuff like that. Like she could have done this for Marilyn a long time ago. Ed, that would be a fun episode. Yeah, it'd be it an would episode. Be, <laughs> you say it would be an, an episode? Is yes. That, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know if any episodes of the Monsters can be fun. Fade to the, the office of Edgar Z. Holmes, attorney at law. His uh, secretary comes in and she says something to the extent of, uh, old girl and her daughter are here. Uh, these people that claim they are, it's like old girl. She's been my oldest client or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. They like, come in. He's been on retainer with this rich family for a while. Yes. Um, so old boy tells says send in old girl and young girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> old boy, young boy, mm. girl. Yeah. <laughs> So the they come thing. in looking like the ghouls that they are. Maybe this is another artistic the, statement that the, the most beautiful ones in the world. If you the, ask me, the rich are truly. I made you look as ugly as you are on the inside. Yes. The inside finally reveals itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, the lawyer says, what the fuck? And he jumps up and he stands on his chair. She talks. He's like, oh, it is you. Hmm. <clears throat> And then she says something like, oh, he's like, we'll sue the shit out of him because you guys are hideous as fuck. And she goes, I could kiss you. And he shrieks again. <laughs> he jumps in. He's like, get away, get away. And she says, get down from there. Fade two. Lily reading a letter threatening legal action. Yep. They want it to look like they did when they came in. Oh, God. And like, I can't believe why would he want to do that? I don't know. Yep. It's a shame. Because Grandpa and Herman are doing so well. How does she know that? I don't know. This episode all takes course takes place over the course of like I assume nine hours. Fade two. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's only quick, been yeah. thirty minutes. Like in, <laughs> yeah, IRL time. Fade to Grandpa on the phone, being threatened with jail time <laughs> and a one thousand dollar fine for blowing up the city. And Fair my enough. favorite, that seems like off lightly. Yeah. Yes, 
my first thought was, how do they know that the energy, unless the little microscopic energy men ratted them oh, out? They ratted them. Yep, I bet yeah. they did. I mean, he said he said they were able to trace it back. How know. would invisible wireless energy be traceable back to that source? Technology no one knows exists. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna just assume that they're like, man, that's some that's some weird ass shit. Go check the monster house. <laughs> like, but, call over the monsters. But they didn't even they didn't. Even Go over there, just call. They're like, it's your fault. Thousand yeah. dollar fine. You can't pay it. You're going to jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No police like going around investigating. No, they nope. know who it is. They know exactly who it is. Oh, it's I bet you're right there because those little men. They've that's that's little... how it works. Those are the two that did it. What's that? But those are the two that did it. You gotta record it and slow it down and blow it up. Yeah. To hear it. Um, all the all the men they have to talk in unison to be loud enough for you to hear them. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they coalesce into one giant oh. electric man. Yeah. Or, or they're or they're oompa loompas and they come out and they they do a whole song. About <laughs> yeah, it. zippy zappy electricity, <laughs> we blew up your city. You see, <laughs> that's what <it> is. <laughs> From there, we flip to. The old ladies, for some reason, are back at Lily's, and they're there to get fixed. <laughs> I get not not spayed and or neutered, <laughs> but they're there to get their hair fixed. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. Flip two. Herman and Grandpa fixing the machine because it blew up when they blew up the city. Right. Mm. Herman wants to blow up the city again. Let's do it again. <laughs> Grandpa's like, "No, you idiot." We're going to fuck with the lights at Lily's beauty parlor. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why. Yeah. And again, like, how does, like, how is he able to, like, make it, like, target one specific place? I don't, I don't know. It it's doesn't a little, make any sense. It's a little electricity, man. Yeah, he, like, whispers in their ear, like, head to lilies now. And they all, like, start running. <laughs> yep. Um, so they're going to mess with the lights at Lily's beauty parlor. Great. Cut to Lily's place. Lights are flickering a little bit. Women complain about electricity flowing through their heads. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good mm-hmm. sign. <laughs> They're into like the 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 dryer helmet chair things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. It feels like electricity <laughs> going through my brain or some shit. It's like, whoa, really? That's not good. <laughs> yep. Okay. I was fully expecting like a uh like a Bride of Frankenstein looking hairdo. Yes. Yeah. Would yeah. have made it, sense. Mm-hmm. No, but don't worry that that tingling and buzz feeling that's numbing your extremities that's just the neutralizer doing its job cut to grandpa and herman getting more excited and like they're like we have to cut back to them to get the like the bowling balls spinning faster or whatever the satellite dish satellite dishing also, they have no proof that it's working. No, they have no idea. They don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> the basement, there's no windows. They can't see where they're yeah. where Lily's thing is at. Like, oh, like let's look, you know, we can no, see down the road no. a bit. No, no. The, the little men are yelling back. Yeah, she is guaranteeing he's guaranteeing that it is working. It's working perfectly. He knows it's working. The little men are going down back yelling back down the line, the chain. <laughs> yep. It's working, it's working, it's working. It's working. All the way back yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But it, by the time it gets there, it's like, it, it, like they're twerking, and then Herman gets all upset and he marches down there. Uh, <laughs> uh, no wife timer. of mine will twerk. Uh, <laughs> twerking at work. Yeah. Cut to Lily's place, and uh, they're pulling up the dryers off ladies. And guess what? They're bald. 
Oh my god! They're so like sensation was their hair just like melting off their head. But their face, their faces are back to normal. Like they wiped off the makeup, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, But now they're bald. Mm -hmm. Cut two. Oh, the the daughter says she looks like a plucked chicken, which was really funny. Oh god, yeah. And you look like a mother. You look like a plucked chicken. Uh, Shut your mouth. You, whatever. I can't remember what she said. Something. But it wasn't it wasn't nice though. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as plucked chicken, that's for sure. No. And plucked chicken, like if you've ever seen like a chicken that's been plucked, it's got like all sorts of like weird bumps and it looks like <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably kind of shave my head, you'd see it all that. Mm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. her head smooth. Yes. Yeah. Uh she's like um egghead over on Batman. Another gonna say Kojak. No, the Vincent Price uh, egghead guy. Mm, very much, very much like the Vincent so Price egghead. character egghead. Mm-hmm. Cut to the lawyers. They probably office. stole that from Batman. You know, they're probably the same like time. same time. Like, oh my yeah. god, give us that bald cap. Cut into the lawyer's office. Dude freaks out. They come in. Right, they're bald. He gets up and he walks up back to the closet. <laughs> opens the door. Sticks his head in between the door oh, and oh the door God. jam and closes the door on his head several times. Yeah, I think he's trying to kill himself or something. Yeah. It makes no sense, but I absolutely loved it. He goes, <laughs> It was uh, that, so ridiculous. That'll do it. And he well, comes back. This is not nearly as bad as the first time. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know why <laughs> he's like, he's almost like worse now. Like, he's like depressed. <laughs> yes. And, like, wants to like end it all. <laughs> like, he pulls out the gun and it's not loaded and <laughs> starts like, loading oh, it slowly click, spinning click, it click click yep. shit yeah all i can do now is <laughs> He's, all right fine i'll listen yeah after does it like, okay <laughs> yeah he points it at each one of them and click click and then his own head click yeah. like, <sighs> all right proceed <laughs> yes offers him a cigar would you like a cigar gentlemen i mean oh and so long story short they want to sue again makes sense great Fade two, Lily reading a letter about getting sued for $10,000. Herman gloats. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was against the beauty parlor since the beginning. <laughs> then all the pieces starting to fall into place. At about 3.30, the lights start to flicker. Well, well 3.30 is, uh, is when Grandpa and I, and I were doing our shit in the basement. Ha, ha, ha. He basically spills the beans yep. like immediately. Yeah. yeah. And li- and Lily doesn't call him out on it right away either. No, nobody puts it together. Herman walks over uh, like he's uh, cross-examining a hostile witness, and he's like, "Well, you put Lily that your poor business judgment uh, or your judgment in business yeah. matters in conjunction with blah 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 is to blame." You frittered and- away, frittered, frittered, yeah, frittered, 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 yeah. frittered, frittered. frittered. <laughs> Grandpa, in the middle of that conversation, realizes they're to blame. So he's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't you realize that we did that at 3.30 yeah. and we, sh- we sent our little microscopic electric men <laughs> in a giant chain passing their electric buckets from here all the way across town to Lily's, Madam Lily's beauty parlor. And they were dumping the electricity from the buckets on the girls' heads and don't you realize this? Don't you get it, you idiot? And then Lily goes, wait a minute. Is this true? There's yeah. little men's with buckets and electricity. <laughs> You're telling me they went down a line tossing buckets between each other of the full of electricity <laughs> down into the down the line until it hit to the light bulbs. And then mm. that's I mean, when the hair frizzled. 
Yeah, I'm sure, you know, in, in passing it down, some of it spilled out. That's why the lights kept flicking on and off. It wasn't enough by the time it still got there. Yeah. And I think Grandpa's supposed to be whispering this, but Lily hears it. <laughs> but not very well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lily hears every word and calls him out. Then Herman's like, uh, it was all him. It's up until then. It's like, we yeah. have done this together. And now yeah. it's like, no, it was him. He's a crazy Svengali or something like that. I can't remember. I'm just what he a says, poor, yeah. dumb tool. <laughs> yes. Mm, yeah. He calls, him a, he calls him a Svengali. Yeah. They're freaking out. And then there's a knock at the door, and Herman's like, it's the cops. <laughs> Get to the basement. Let's go. Give him flashbacks to that time they took him away. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The police are here. It's like, you dumb motherfucker. We are in this together. We will solve this. You just shut up. I would stand here. You stand here. I'll answer the door. So Lily and Marilyn walk away. Herman says to Grandpa, you want to go hide in the basement? <laughs> Again, which <laughs> yes, they've sir. done before. <laughs> Grandpa's like, after you, coward. So they run off. And then Lily answers the door and we Thank get you. the following clip. It's us. And Mrs. Harkness and Dorothea. Your hair. It's grown back in. Oh, and it's so beautiful. And Madam Lily, it was your treatment that did it. Overnight it grew back like this. Oh, we must run along, my dears. We just wanted to tell you we talked to our lawyer and we have decided to finance your amazing method. Mother says we'll all make millions. One can never be too rich, you know. <laughs> I'm delighted, but well, I'll need a little time to talk this over with my father and my husband. By all means, do. We're so grateful to the two of you. <gasps> Goodbye, my dears. So Grandpa and Herman ran to the basement. Like, oh, God. Get out of here. We got to cover up our tracks. Lily answers the door and then she gets that great news. Oh boy, yeah. we'll be millionaires. <laughs> I hope, I only hope that Grandpa and Herman have not fucked this up somehow because they always do. <laughs> well, let's go knock on the basement trap door. And so they go over to the trap door and there's a bunch of smoke spewing out of it. Mm -hmm. Knock on it. Like, get up here. Come on. Where are you at? Oh, God. We're going to be rich. They come up. Lily's like, oh, I got something to tell you. Herman's like, no, 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 no. I got something to tell you. We destroyed that machine. Oh, you idiots. That was going to be those millionaires. Oh, it grows beautiful hair overnight. Commercial. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, you get to the commercial break. Oh, boy. Like, we didn't see that one coming. Now, remember, we're coming back from this commercial break. And undoubtedly, the funniest thing that could oh. possibly happen this episode will trigger the credits. Yes, yes. We come back. Grandpa's fixing the machine to grow hair on Herman's head. Oh, boy. They put the bowling balls back on. They're putting the, the little egg beater back in. The Got the satellite spinning. Mm -hmm. They've, like, taped it up a bit. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of tape on it. Herman stands across the room. This is the going to grow hair. How? Well, They've talked to the little, uh, microscopic men that pull electricity. <laughs> now they're going to hair tonic, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. Now the little men, they have a new job. They crawl over there and they start pulling on the hair follicles. <laughs> they just yeah. massage your scalp. Yep. Mm -hmm. Herman doesn't feel anything. Grandpa cranks it up. Herman still doesn't feel anything. Grandpa says, now, the only reason there's bowling balls in this entire episode Grandpa says, there's enough juice to grow hair on a bowling ball. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, hair starts growing on the bowling balls. And, and they're, they set up, awesome. they're set up specifically so like the 
the holes are there to look like a face and everything yes. perfectly. And you get the um two finger holes and the thumb hole looks like yeah. a mouth. And they go back and forth a couple times. The hair is a little bit longer each hair time. Grows a little bit longer every time. Yeah. They got yeah. beards. They got mm-hmm. long hair. Yeah. They look awesome. Oh yeah, they, they got some really good hippie hair going on. At they that point look in time. really surprised. Yeah, grandpa. <laughs> oh, yeah. grandpa's pissed. Like you would, you would think that there's this is viable for something. I would yeah, think. this works. Yeah, and Herman like, says he's like, look on the bright side. If there's ever a market for hairy bowling balls, we'll be in business. Credits. The only guy more pissed off than him is the guy who came up with like the like the grabby things to deliver oh. the mail because he's like, "Did you turn in a couple bowling balls?" Fuck him! Like I'm, I'm he never saw it bucks. coming. Never yeah. saw it coming. And then just boom, they they swiped out the you know took the rug right off from under him on that one. Well, we did it. We made it through season two, episode we nineteen, did. critically acclaimed, uh, the most beautiful ghoul in the world. What'd you guys think? I, it's a monsters episode. Mm, it is that. I, there's maybe know, three like parts that are actually kind of fun during the whole thing, but for the most part, it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense. I like I liked every time seeing Grandpa get excited as they're trying to do the you know he's you know got every he's the switches and all he's making the whole thing work and just to see Al Lewis's excitement. Uh, you know, during that, during the role, much like we, we always like see Fred Gwynn get really excited about stuff. I think this paid off for, for Al Lewis. I like when the guy hang, hits his head into the door. I thought that was pretty funny and the bowling balls were kind of cool at the end. So that's about it. But I like, this is really rated relatively high for not being that good of an episode overall. Yeah. I feel like it's like one of those ones that's just a kind yeah. of like bland mon- monsters. Like I, I've seen much worse. I've seen much better. Like mm-hmm. I like that this one like gets to the point of things a lot quicker than most monsters episodes, but I feel like it's not as funny. Like it's missing a lot of like the really, and I mean, funny might be a strong word, but like the most like, you know, decent stuff. Like there's some good Herman stuff in this with him, like laughing as grandpa does the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I love the bowling balls with hair. That's great. But I mean, really, it's kind of just a forgettable one. I feel like that's the, the issue with it. I just kind of, I don't know. It felt very like it even felt a little like it was dragging to me, which is never a good sign with these, mm-hmm. these monsters. Episodes. I, I kind of would have preferred them to do like a whole episode, just Lily and Marilyn mm-hmm. opening up the beauty parlor, but maybe somehow grandpa and Herman like sabotaging it. Have them help, like have them working at the parlor Work too. The well, they, yeah, but they they would never do that. They sabotage it because they don't want. But maybe that's their like plans. Like, oh, we'll help you, and then like, we'll sabotage it from the back. You know, like there's yeah. a way to put it all together. I feel like yeah, they they could have done something you know kind of cool with that. There wasn't like the competition thing never really made any sense. I get it, Herman's head of household, but like it's not his relative. It's it's Lily's. <laughs> so I don't think the money is just. For- for him to say, oh, this is what we're going to do with it. Grandpa probably could have laid claim to it being the, I guess, the patriarch of the family, being the, the eldest and it being a, on his and Lily's side of the family, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Plus, we never get to see uh, Cousin Wolverine. Like, would be yeah, cool I'd to see love him. to see that. Yeah, he should have showed up at the end. Yeah. Like, I'm back. And where's my 10,000? I need that back too. Yeah, because I'm alive again. So now I need. Mm. I hated this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hated this episode. Oh boy, did not like it one bit. Um, I hate when they have magical science and science, science, scientific magic. Oh God, just, just let. Why does it? Ha- what? Whoa, God, I hate that. I didn't like the beauty parlor. I didn't like any of them. This episode stunk. 
All right. Well, we know what we thought. Wow. <laughs> what did people on the internet think? Well, in November 2nd of 2018, one Jimmy underscore the underscore oh, Gen 4 back. had this to say. Lily's Beauty Shop. The monsters inherit 10000 and disagree on how to invest it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> recap, 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 mm-hmm. recap, recap, recap. Lane has some of the funniest moments in the show with his reaction to the lady's appearance. Lily promises to change their appearance back, and at the same time, Grandpa uses his invention to send power to Lily. It ends with making them bald! Exclamation point. Yep. Herman has a funny scene at the end where he admits to working with Grandpa, then changes his mind and saying he never saw this man before in his life! Exclamation point. Two out of two found this helpful. That's it. Huh? No score. Okay. That's just basically telling us the, 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 what the episode's about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, it said warning spoilers. Uh, sure. Well, fair enough. Know, it's mm-hmm. the whole episode uh, condensed fair into enough. three sentences, which I guess is better than we do. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Didn't take him two hours to write that. Maybe it did. I don't know who this Jimmy underscore the underscore gent four is. He could be an illiterate as well. Um, He's got a transcriber. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dictated, not read. Oh, Um, I would love that review. Bye. (laughs) Well, there it is. We survived another one. Oh, boy. That was the only review? That was the only review. No one else had anything else to say. Great. Nobody from the past or the future spent time to review this one. What a sad way to end the episode. It is. And, well, the episode ends sad, note, but something in the middle had to make us at least mm-hmm. a little bit happy or at least curious enough to say, all right, I'll give season two, episode 20 a chance. Uh, maybe, maybe we will get another family member show up at some point. Hmm. That'd be nice. That's a possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more about these little electric men. That, <laughs> we're definitely in the episode. <laughs> um, let's go to their backstory. See what they're all about. You know, like yeah. maybe they revolt against grandpa and, you know, try to kill him or something. I don't know. That'd be fun. For me, I noticed that the bird was not mm-hmm. Mel blank again. Yeah. Will he it ever return different. in season yeah. two? I hope so. I hope it's in episode 20. And this is like a record for the bird. He spoke the most I've ever heard. Yeah, it's like they gave him a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Almost like dialogue. too much. I was like, okay, this bird needs to stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shut up already. We get it. You're a bird. Yeah. Um, we did it. We made it. We journeyed to parts unknown and returned mi- with missing limbs and scars, um, mm-hmm. both emotional and physical. Oh, I thought you said scarves. And scarves. Uh, I keep pulling them out on my sleeve nonstop. Mm. Oh, wait a second. Is it I the sleeve to... you dipped in the, mm. the the strange chemicals? Yeah, it is. We went to the mm. jungle. I dipped my sleeve into some chemicals and then, well, I, in the Amazon. And then I came back and dipped in the chemicals to burn the piranhas and leeches off me. Oh, these are uh, different chemicals than the, the vigilante. Yep. Okay. And then ever mm. since then, uh, it, well, these chemicals, yeah. And then I've just been. I got like some weird disorder where scarves just pour out of me and <laughs> it's just coming on my sleeve nonstop. 
I wish they would stop, but they won't. And they're at first. First, you thought it was a, a gift, but now it's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah at first, it was a gift because I'm like, I'm out of toilet paper, what? and oh. also these scarves. But <laughs> scarves. Oh no! <laughs> but what stinks is when I up. cut them off, I feel it. Oh. So oh. <laughs> I have to just like gather these scarves constantly. I got this big <laughs> colostomy pack sort of thing oh. attached to me that collects scarves like, coming out of my sleep. It's, it's a like ter- chopping off a finger every time. It is. It's it. terrible, terrible. I have to numb it and mm-hmm. cut it, and it's just the worst. Mm-hmm. There's like- no blood. I just feel it. Oh. The, these chemicals. The, yeah, the chemicals do crazy things, people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, got anything to plug? No, do not dip your hand into strange chemicals. I'll plug that <laughs> at, at the Ace mm. Chemicals plant here yeah. on the Monster Hunters compound. <laughs> yeah, that we share with that we've never mentioned before. So now, yeah. no, that's well, we were under NDA, but since they exploded oh. after I dropped the prime rib in there, I figured True. I'd talk about them all I want. True, they did make a sign, but yeah, they had the island first. The only reason they let us on here was because we signed NDA, but yeah, <laughs> yep. That is the truth. All right. Well, I guess we should do one thing and one thing only. And yeah, it's the way that we always do. end this episode the way we end every episode. I'll be right out. <laughs> That's what the cow sounds like. Mm hmm. <laughs> sounds a lot different than the mustards. Oh, she puts her udder in a skirt. That's weird. Free <laughs> <laughs> the udder. I don't like the way it wiggles between her I legs. I don't like that either. Yeah. Oh, that's disturbing. It's like she's she's got uh, <laughs> a scrotum affected by elephantitis. <laughs> say to pay her by the word because she didn't say anything else i'll be right <laughs> out the muster hunters are Derek glasscock keith gola and terry vicroy keith is the host of the pop-up filmcast and that was great wasn't it both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts for more about keith's shows you can follow pop-up filmcast on twitter at pop-up filmcast and that was great wasn't it at how great was that you can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.